Yo, 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 she's a vegetarian, yo, 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 Nissan, yo, yo, what's up, friends and familiars, it's your girl, Do, coming back at ya, coming at ya alive again one more time yo friends and familiars no and i didn't <laughs> i didn't mean to record it again oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay. Okay. and your boy do come with our forces combined we make do do <laughs> <laughs> no just kidding this is your this is your friendly neighborhood nuisance rin <laughs> love it so here we are, just celebrating, appreciating. Celebrating what, you might ask? We don't know. Does it matter? No. Nay. All right, y'all. My inspiration for this episodic product that we are giving to you today. We're giving it to you. Really giving it to you. So go ahead and bend over. Hard. It's coming, it's coming straight in. <laughs> Unfiltered unlubricated no harsh chemicals basically stds <laughs> basically i was just thinking we just watched fight club which is a great movie great book if you haven't seen it spoiler alert it's about a fight club <laughs> you're not supposed to talk about it all right so we watched an undisclosed movie that cannot be named at this time <laughs> don't have much to say about it I love the book, I love the story, I love the movie, it's great, it's very, like, extreme anti-consumerism, anti-capitalism, which is cool, and then we just watched the Final Fantasy movie Advent Children, which is, like, two years after the game Final Fantasy VII happens, beautiful movie, oh my gosh, I literally, uh, we were watching it, Rin fell asleep, I continued to watch it, and I cried my freaking eyes out, and then we watched it again, and I cried my eyes out again, like, literally an hour later, watched the same movie. Two times, folks. Just it's, got two cries out of it. It's so good. Well, so that's another way of rating movies outside of Rotten Tomatoes, cry scale. Yeah. How many cries you can get out of a film is, you know, get them tear ducts flowing, that's, a, that's, that's quality stuff. Within the same day, too. So, you need to watch it. Just even if you haven't played the game and you just like anime stuff, I would definitely recommend it. And if you have played the game and haven't watched it, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> Anyways. Another movie also that I've been thinking about is Cloud Atlas. Yeah, we just watched that. It's so crazy and awesome. So we're kind of just going to be throwing in some elements from that because we, like many others, just adopt movies into our personality Yeah. rapidly. Well, so the part... (laughs) 
Rin just ate a little fly, so. It's a gnat, technically. Sorry, sorry. But yeah, I ain't passing up on free delivery protein. Just flies straight in my mouth, basically. <laughs> but one of the parts in Advent Children that, like, really gets my tear ducts overflowing is this is not technically no it's not a spoiler at all but it's definitely near the end it's definitely nsfw not safe for wizards but um, (laughs) there's a part where clouds fighting sephiroth i mean that's pretty expected sephiroth sephiroth Flagged. (laughs) The music is ah, that movie is (coughs) so good. Because if you like the game, you obviously love the music. It's incredible. Nobuo, what a guy! And then you see the movie, and they play all the songs. It's just so beautiful. It's ah, my heart. But if I know anybody who gets no booze, it's no boo Matsu. <laughs> but he probably gets plenty of booty, if you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. He's just getting blown left and right. That's like his entire schedule. He's just going from one BJ to the next. <laughs> but um, anyways, so there's a part in the end where he's fighting Sephiroth, and he gets like, it's not a flashback, but it's like Zack is talking to him which basically is hallucinating his old homie yeah and uh it's like the point in the fight where it could go either way basically you know how that goes in movies and stories and zach is like so what if it looks hopeless if it were me i still wouldn't give up it's just that just gets me so hard because i don't know life is crazy and it's hard and there's so many points where you're just thinking, what's the point, and you want to give up, and just the idea that, like, hope on its own. There's always hope. Even when there seems like there's nothing left, there's always hope, you know, and that's, it can just be the tiniest spark of hope that keeps you going. But then it was, when he said that, it's like, well, what if it is hopeless? Why wouldn't you just keep trying? Why wouldn't you keep fighting? Yeah, I mean, we don't... None of us have any chance if we don't try, you know? Yeah. And if you don't make any attempt, then the only option is to fail. Yeah, and it's, like, just becoming so evident to me that there's literally no reason not to keep trying and keep going, no matter what happens. No, no matter how beaten down you get, no matter how many L's you take, no matter what trauma you've lived through, it's still worth it to just keep trying so i don't know just got me thinking like about the fighter and all of us and how you really don't need anything to keep that spirit going all you need is yourself and if you're still alive why the hell not but then while i was watching the movie i was also thinking about fight club and um there's so many good quotes from that movie i mean for years like 10 years i wanted to get um, the quote tattooed on me, the ability to let that which does not matter truly slide. Because if you've seen the movie, Tyler Durden, before you realize he is Tyler Durden, the main character, he can't sleep 
So his doctor tells him to go to these support groups for like AA, testicular cancer, all types of other cancers and... Breasticular. (laughs) Breasticular cancer and it's helping him sleep because he feels like he can like let loose and cry and whatever. Great storytelling. Love that part of the movie. But um, so he's doing this guided meditation and... In his meditation, he sees himself in this, like, ice cavern, and this penguin comes up to him and tells him to slide. And then, eventually, it's Marla Singer telling him, but it's this element of slide. And then there's this other quote where he's, when he has his split personality going on, he is in the car with himself, but it's Brad Pitt playing the other part of him, obviously, and... Uh, Brad Pitt is, like, he's just, like, acting like a maniac and, like, letting go of the steering wheel and stuff. And Edward Norton keeps trying to grab the steering wheel. And Brad Pitt's like, look at you. You're freaking pathetic. Stop trying to control everything and just let go. And he finally lets go. And they, like, drive off of a cliff. (laughs) Uh, Which is awesome. But... I mean, I don't think anybody should be letting go of the steering wheel. Key thing to point out, what I notice is that he put his seatbelt on still. Yeah. So I think that's, that's kind of a good metaphor is like like let go of the reins a little bit, but still like protect yourself. Like you can still be, you know, if if not cautious or erring on the side of caution, like you can still be smart about uh Yeah, what what you're trying to articulate is exactly what the point I'm trying to make is you can let things go around you, but you can control your immediate area around you. You can control your body, control what, how you protect yourself. And I was thinking about that because with the apartment I'm living in, there's some things I like have to worry about on a regular basis, and it's dumb, I hate it, but I was just thinking, like, it's stuff that's out of my control. And, but I still worry about it and some days are better than others but I was just thinking like just let go just let it happen I'm doing what I need to do to protect myself within the situation but if it all goes awry then so what like Annie Letterman in a podcast was saying how she was worrying about some things in her life and she's like I just choose not to worry about it because even if the bad thing does happen that I don't want to happen, it's going to happen either way. So why am I spending time just sitting here worrying about it? Why would I want to think about that? And it goes with manifestation and stuff, you know? If you think about problems, you'll attract problems. If you think about solutions and wins, you'll attract that. And so... Just those two movies, the points that were made coming together. It's like, it just had me thinking that life really is just balancing that. Exactly. Like, you, we literally have so little control within our lives with what is happening around us, you know. Like, yesterday, we were just driving to meet my mom for lunch, and go to take a left turn out of the apartment complex and hear this huge snap and then my car was like and I was like oh god something is 
Something is effed up, bro. Something is, there's something afoot at the Circle K. <laughs> and figured out exhaust broke, had to get it replaced. Definitely stressful situation, you know, you, you're just wondering what happened. Like, that's such a annoying thing with car problems is that when something breaks, you're just blindly walking into the situation. You have no idea what is happening with your car because so few people know anything about cars at all you're worried about where to go like as soon as it snaps you're at square one you have no idea what's happening you have no idea if your car is gonna survive you don't even know where to go but and of course there's mechanics that take advantage of people and that's scary because they know you don't know what is happening but the point I was trying to make with this is we have no control over what's going to happen. I had no idea driving out of the apartment complex that that was going to happen at that moment. Like, life just happens. Life comes at you fast. All stick. Or progressive. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but worrying, well, one thing, I guess, if we had been worrying about, like, oh, man, is our car, is her car ever going to break down? you know, oh, we're going to be screwed if that happens, that wouldn't have helped at all. It wouldn't have it wouldn't have stopped that from happening and would have just added woes onto it, basically. Yeah, so the thing happened, and in a moment that felt hopeless, I felt blinded and had no idea what to do, I still kept trying. There's still hope, you know? Like, not saying I handled it perfectly, I, I still dropped a few f-bombs and stuff but in the past i definitely would have been like way more freaked out and scared but i felt like i kind of handled it well would you say yeah i think you did great of course you were a little stressed out but anyone would be in that situation you didn't you, know, you didn't freak out or well i was just even afraid of like driving it because i felt like it was gonna explode or something so i was like are we even like safe on the road right now <laughs> driving but uh, went to Jiffy Lube, which, in hindsight, is like, what was I thinking? What were they going to do? But I thought it was because the oil was, like, basically Yeah, the oil was, gone. like, gone, and the coolant was completely dry, too, so... Yeah, so I was like, oh, my God, is it just has it just been running dry for, like, who knows how long? And thankfully, the people at Jiffy Lube seemed pretty experienced and knew what they were doing. I definitely had some really bad experiences there, but they looked at my car and they're like, oh, I know exactly what happened. It's your exhaust pipe. It snapped and they even like showed me a picture and topped off my oil and just for free, which was really cool. Told us where to go too, to Ken's exhaust automobile or something. And which it was like, four or five miles away so driving there was kind of scary because again no idea if the car was gonna explode but we got there and at first they were like yeah we could get you in tomorrow and I was like oh my god I don't like I just don't want to screw up my car like driving it back and forth and then the lady was like well hold on let me see if this guy could take a look at it right now then I hear them talking about the part, and I swear that they're talking about how they had to order it and stuff. So I was like, okay, I, I'll probably have to come back tomorrow. 
and then she pulls me to the side and she's like, yeah, we could do it right now. And I was like, oh, hell yeah, dude. And uh, she's like, we got our best technician on it. So he said he could knock it out pretty fast. And it was just like, yeah, like that is what I'm talking about. Had my lucky penny with me. I know that that was helping me out. Also, we're recording this on St. Patrick's Day, which is funny because on the radio, the Jubal show, they were talking about your good luck charm. And they were like asking people what their good luck charm is and what luck it's brought you. And I was like, man, I have some stories to tell about this lucky penny. I wear it around my neck and found it in a really trying time. And I feel like it's been protecting us. So anyways, the point of all that is that now pennies are worth one cent (laughs) after they fixed the car part they gave me this list of like really detailed list of everything that is basically wrong with my car and it's like nine things need immediate attention but it was honestly really cool because i like have a picture painted of what to do with my car because up until then it was just a complete mystery like i had no idea what was going on with it and you know it's a little shocking disheartening to see that list but at the same time I was like this is a step in the right direction so I'm not going to worry about it now I definitely the type to be like I just want to get it all fixed right now so I don't have to worry about it but so this morning Noticed some other things going on with the car, and I just thought to myself, I'm doing the best I can, you know? I can't control what's happening to this car right now. I can only do what I can do with the resources that I have. I feel like, in a way, I was definitely just letting myself let go of that situation. Yeah, I don't know. I think that is just a good example of, like, don't try to control everything. Just let go, but... Just keep trying. Car problems are tough, and I'm sure a lot of people in my situation with my car would just be trying to look for a new one. Miles are sitting at 100 thou, but... 100k. (laughs) But I I don't think I'm going to get a new car anytime soon. Anyways, you're probably wondering what that has to do with this episode, but I just think that life is a very finite balance of letting yourself let go. Stop trying to control everything. But when you're in an altercation, Sephiroth's at your throat, it feels hopeless. Keep trying. You have nothing to lose. And I don't think we're ever going to find that healthy balance in this lifetime. I think it's going to be a lifetime of figuring that out. Not me. I think it's going to take two more years tops. Worst case scenario, go for broke, throw that Hail Mary, let Jesus take the wheel. But it's kind of like comforting to just finally let yourself realize that you are not in control, you know? Like, it's scary to think about, but when you get used to the idea, it's comforting. Well, you know, something I learned from a lot of, like, sleeping outside not knowing where your next meal is going to come through from kind of situations is finding a lot of peace in just like 
it doesn't matter what is going to happen or whatever goes wrong, you can handle it, you know? If the whole thing burns down and you lose all your stuff, like, you can pick up and just keep going. So it's like, you know, any any life-changing catastrophe, end-of-the-world situation is something you can recover from. Yeah, I'm, we talked about this before, and it's definitely become very evident to me over many trials and tribulations that you can handle way more than you think you can. And the reason you think you can't is because you spend so much time worrying about it. And it's just this, it's just this worry that plagues us, you know, it's toxic. It literally is like deadly, like worry and stress kills you. Bang, another another man did. <laughs> like, I look at my cat all the time and I'm like, she, she's not worrying about... <laughs> I mean, I, she knows she's getting taken care of, but even if somehow we ended up being separated and she had to live on her own, like, she would be completely fine. She's not worried about anything. She's not worried about the future in any sense. She... You know, she's just present. And I, why is that so hard? It's Actually, research shows that... <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, what I've learned is that, you know, we get comfortable pretty quick and reliant on things that are going well for us. But basically, no matter what trouble comes your way or what gets thrown at you, like, you'll find a way to adapt and just putting putting extra energy and focusing on your anxiety does not serve you in that sense. You know, it doesn't make you more equipped or prepared to handle those kind of things. Yeah. I mean, just if you get anything from this, take this. If there's stuff in your life, which I'm betting there is, that you are worried about, that you can't do anything about. Give up. Die. <laughs> Or try really hard, practice not thinking about it. I think that's why a lot of uh, kind of mindfulness techniques that I've learned about over the years are can be really useful. It's like kind of taking a taking stock of your environment is one idea. Is, you know, is look at five things around you that you can see and four things you can feel, uh, that kind of thing, just grounding yourself because it gets you out of these loops in your head where it's like, okay, I have to run this program. Uh, like I have to, I have to run this thought train to completion, you know, over and over again. And it's just in a lot of ways and a lot of situations, it's kind of just taking you further away from what is really happening and what's real around you. Like, whatever's going to happen tomorrow, you can't think your way out of it right now. Yeah, what I was trying to say was, um, I think I suffer from the OCD symptom of intrusive thoughts, where I will get these, like, just awful scenarios in my head of things that either haven't happened yet or will not happen. I'm going to go with the will not, but I'll, like, think up through and, like, envision them in my head and I literally have to like think to myself stop 
just stop. Stop thinking about that. And I, when I was a kid, I remember I would envision myself, like, literally pushing the thought out of my head. Like, physically pushing the thought out of my head. But now they say, if you don't want something to happen, don't even think about it. Especially don't speak it. So, when I do think about bad things, I envision the thought, like, being engulfed in these violet flames. Because fire is very cleansing. And a while ago, when I had, like, some weird paranormal stuff happening, I was talking to this person at this, like, metaphysical shop. And they said envision yourself basically burning in these violet flames because I can't remember why it's supposed to be violet but it's supposed to be purifying and envision the energy like going back to wherever it came from so that's what I've been doing with bad thoughts is like light them on fire literally and envision them burning and flying away in the air that makes me think of my old friend of mine is his instagram bio for a while was if you can't smash it and burn it i like that like this is hard to do you know like, for whatever reason it's so easy to revert to negativity and so this is like something that takes practice like i have to i have to consciously think and practice this myself but gotta do your reps i was talking to my therapist about this and he actually had a really good recommendation which I have not really done yet, but I've kind of been doing it mentally where he said, allot yourself like 15 minutes every day of pure worry time, where you tell yourself you're only allowed to worry for these 15 minutes, and you can even write a list of everything that you're worried about. Big, small, rational, irrational, and write a list. And then take that list and put them into columns. Column A is what can I control. Column B is what I cannot control. So, say you're worried about your relationship with a friend or something. You can control that. So you put that in the A column. And then you can write a solution of what to do. Come up with a plan of action. But then list B, say you put, I'm worried about my... Anal leakage. (laughs) I'm worried about the world exploding. That goes in column B. You can't do anything about that. So what you do with column B is you trash it. It's not yours to take on anymore. You don't need to spend time thinking about it. Set it on fire. Yeah, literally. You could literally set it on fire. With flames. But be careful. Do it outside. So within that time, you have come up with solutions for things you can control and guess what? You can act on that. You can do something about it. Column B doesn't mean it's not still there, but you have consciously told yourself you can't do anything about it. So why spend your limited time worrying about it? And I know it Wait. sounds way easier than it would be to actually carry out. And but it is easy. Just do it. <laughs> Column A. Like, comment, subscribe, share the video. Column A, shrimp check. Column B, uh, sex. Fat, fatter ass. (laughs) Better Instagram photos of your breakfast. 
it was a Buddha quote. It was a supposed quote from the Buddha. It was, nothing is in control. Relax, nothing is in control. Ooh. Could be that. I like that. It's true. Nothing's in control. Not even the planet. Yeah, I mean, we can all, you know, we can all do our part and maybe have more or less of a, a shot at making things happen. But really, at the end of the day, you got to just chill a bit, you know, just relax. Like, one, you can only do so much. And two, you know, putting yourself at unease over any of it is just unproductive. If you are struggling with anxiety and worrying... Zoloft, Prozac, (laughs) magic mushrooms. Yeah, all those are good options. But you should also watch Fight Club or read the book. Chuck Palahniuk, the author, is incredible. I love his writing style. I always thought that if I ever were to write a book, it'd be similar to his. But... Um, poser. <laughs> Just kidding. Probably. No, edit that out. That's but watch Fight Club, watch Advent Children, and watch them back to back even. Put the two messages together because I think that they're like opposing messages, but at the same time, they like go hand in hand because, yeah, because of all the things I just said. Because of all the things she just said. <laughs> I think uh, it's... Like serenity prayer, really, it's a good, good thing to come back to. The the power to change the things you can, the serenity to accept the things you cannot, and the wisdom to know the difference. So just do that, and you'll be fine. <laughs> just take that vague message and follow it exactly. Yeah, you're good. Just incorporate it into your thoughts and actions and lifestyle. Just. become the message can't go wrong and so that's the end of our podcast series you know it all now (laughs) well you know it all now it's over you're enlightened i mean if you want any proof of how you're gonna be fine by not worrying about things you can't control think about all the terrible things (laughs) that have happened to you you survived whatever happened and you didn't spend time before worrying about it or thinking or did, about how you had to control it. Or did you? <laughs> there you go. And you still survived it. You're still able to handle it. Bad things are still going to happen. We all know that. But anybody who has terminal illness or anything like that. Shouts out. They all say that you just need to appreciate the time you have, you know. And that, I know that kind of sounds bleak, but if you've been watching The Last of Us, there's that episode of Ellie's backstory where her and her friend Riley go to the mall and have like one last day together because Riley's being shipped off somewhere and they both get bit and oh, that part's so sad. And Ellie's like losing her mind and smashing things in the store and Riley's just kind of calm and accepting it and... She pulls out her gun and she's like, we could beep ourselves. (laughs) We could basically kill each other now, quick, painless, or we could just sit here and lose our minds together 
and honestly I think that'd be worth it because even if it's two minutes or two days I don't want to lose that time with you you know that's what it's really all about and then they f <laughs> I don't know hopefully maybe rub their wounds together that did sound kind of sad I'm not trying to bum you out what I'm trying to say is find the comfort within the uncontrollable you know we worry because we think it's all on us we have this responsibility everything's on our shoulders we have to control everything and make sure things go well and stuff but take that burden off take it off your shoulders it's not yours all right Raina has nothing to add so this has been your solo podcast by do the sound of my nuts slapping <laughs> no thoughts just wrap um, it up give me a sec nope ran out of time motherfucker saved by the bell <laughs> oh and if you haven't seen fight club then <laughs> you <laughs> i was gonna say that a while ago they did such a good job with fight club i mean they did obviously didn't encapsulate everything in the book it's kind of impossible to do that i'd say but and Brad Pitt and Edward Norton did so good. And them abs, though. <laughs> Dude straight zipped up. What does that mean? <laughs> I don't know, someone said something like that. It's like, looks like a zipper. What? His abs. Brad Pitt's. A <laughs> zipper? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like really tight. Defined and oh. tightly wound. You know, just the thing I keep thinking is putting all that extra burden on yourself doesn't help you or anyone else. Really, it's like you you have a limited amount of things you can affect at any moment and uh, just enjoying where you are and taking care of yourself, you know, focus on your mental health makes you more able to handle things as they come anyway. You know, you, no matter what, you're always better off in a healthier mind state. Yeah. Definitely start with Fight Club because it is, it does encapsulate what I'm saying or what I'm saying encapsulates that movie pretty well. How it starts out with um, Tyler Durden like being completely out of control, but he was trying to control everything because he couldn't sleep. He was insomniatic. He was so worried about his image and what his apartment looked like and you know ordering the perfect couch from ikea and stuff and i think it's kind of cool how chuck palahniuk wrote in the split personality because it was like he kind of couldn't do it on his own like he needed to fabricate this person that he wanted to be in order to let go and within letting go he actually gained more control of who he was so maybe that's what I'm trying to say is you let go of all these things you can't control you're gonna gain maximum control over your own self and that's what you really need that's all you can have control over so if you're gonna take away anything from today's episode make soap get punched in the face burn yourself with lie on the hand Watch the movie and you'll get that. If you know, you know. And then watch Final Fantasy because it's just, you're going to cry so hard. There's just something so deeply profound and that just gets me so good is the idea of just having the bravery to fight something that's 
bigger than you and keeping hope when there is none. You got this. Make your worry list. Do take your worry time, you know. I haven't been exactly doing that process as it was laid out to me, but what I have been doing is when I start to worry about something, I just automatically categorize it in my head as can I control this or not? Yeah, another thing I read about was take, you know, some time in a day, 45 minutes, an hour, 15, whatever, and just thought dump, just stream of consciousness, write everything down that you're thinking and feeling, everything that you're worried about, and just get it out there, get it out of you so you're not just running through it in your head all day. That yeah. Was, that was one thing I learned about a lot of a lot of our stress and anxiety comes from not really being able to classify all this stuff that's going on in our heads. Really? So just kind of, you know, reduce it and simplify it to what it is, and that way you can deal with it rather than just, like, some nameless sense of dread. Yeah, when I, I used to journal, like, all the time, and I did feel like it, like, got things out of my head, and it, it just, like, frees up your thinking. Like, I was kind of looking back on my old journal because I was switching to a new journal, online journal thing. I got all, like, freaked out because there's a lot of stuff in there that was like traumatic and i was like oh, I, I don't want to do this but i should just start a new journal so that's something i'm gonna do i don't need the old journal it's fine it can stay where it is i'll speak for myself i am learning this with y'all we can do this together this is something i am actively practicing and someone very wise once said it gets easier so wise that person <laughs> stay up stay lit keep that fit hard though and just keep it moving you know, the only way is forward only way to get out of it is to get through it so yeah do the dang thing carry on pay attention my wayward son <laughs> just keep trying believe in yourself move forward teach each other. <laughs> I'm just reading quotes that Bryn has written down so eloquently. And remember, we're all still here. Peace. Deuces. Hallelujah. dark side of me love remain a drug that's the high not the pill did you know that when it snows my eyes become large and the light that you shine can't be seen this message was brought to you in part by seal against his will or knowledge